I'm Randy Efron from Skylatis Property Capital. And in this episode, I am gonna take a step back from some of the loan products that I went over in prior episodes and take more of a macro approach towards explaining financing for commercial real estate. All right, let's get started. When an investor or a developer wants to start a new project, they need capital to acquire the property and execute the business plan. That capital generally falls into one of two categories, debt and equity. Debt is synonymous with loans and equity is synonymous with cash. Let's go through an example to illustrate how debt and equity is usually structured. Let's say that the cost to buy a hotel, renovate it, and fund reserves and transaction costs equals $100. In most situations, the sponsor will get a loan for the majority of the capital requirement. Let's assume $65 in this example, which equals 65% of the project's cost. The remaining $35 of the project's cost will be funded with cash. If you have not already seen my ownership structure episodes, please do so so that you can understand some of the ways that the $35 of cash could be structured. With respect to the $65 loan, there are four categories that loans fall into. The first loan category is construction. As its name implies, construction loans are used to construct buildings. You can learn more about them by watching the construction loan episodes that I previously posted. The second loan category is for existing non-stabilized properties. What does non-stabilized mean? It means that the property's net operating income is not at its full potential yet. This could be due to mismanagement, the need for a renovation, or a recession. The most common type of financing for non-stabilized properties is a bridge loan. You can learn more about bridge loans by watching the episodes that I previously posted. The third loan category is for stabilized properties. A stabilized property's net operating income is already near its full potential. The property owner benefits from stable, reoccurring cash flow. There are a variety of stabilized loan products, but the key thing to know is that they usually have longer durations and cost less than loans for non-stabilized properties. The lender underwrites the reoccurring cash flow and gains comfort that their loan payments will be made by reviewing historical financials for the property. The sponsor enjoys stable cash flows, assuming the market stays at status quo, and the lender enjoys stable interest payments. The fourth loan category is called structured loan products. These loan products are used to increase leverage, which decreases the amount of cash required for a deal. The loan products that fall into this category are mezzanine loans, wraparound loans, seller financing, and preferred equity. Preferred equity is not really a loan, but kind of functions like one. Why would a sponsor use one of these products? The primary reason is that they are trying to reduce the overall cost of capital used to fund the deal. If a sponsor has a high degree of confidence in their business plan for an investment, they may opt 
for a structured loan product rather than raising equity from an investor. It tends to be cheaper. While this video is not meant to be all-encompassing, hopefully it gave you a good overview of the different types of loan products that exist for hotels and other types of commercial and multifamily real estate. In future episodes, I will dig deeper into the stabilized and structured loan products. If you would like to stay informed about new episodes, please click like, subscribe, or follow. Alternatively, if you want to improve your capital raising process, reduce your cost of debt and equity, or add a real estate finance oriented CFO to your team without incurring any overhead to do so, please send me an email at randy.efron at skylattice.com. Thanks and I'll see you next time.